The College Football Experience, Arizona State Sun Devils 2023 season preview episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network brought to you by Edge Boost. Yes, Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. And remember, as always, folks, to let it ride. Hey everybody, Joe Theismann here. You're listening to SGPN. So do this, let it ride. I'm excited to break down the Sun Devils. And uh, look, you're just perhaps wondering just who the hell is, you know, you're listening to. Who's this idiot screaming into the microphone? Well, <laughs> my name is Colby Swigga, database Dan, aka Pick Don D. That's not a pick, this is a pick. He was raised in the land down under, where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists. <laughs> And lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I smoke and I drink and um, I don't have stress and I'm healthy. And you're nothing but a chameleon, lemon-headed, coward, terrorist pussy. And I'm after you, buddy. You're going to pay for it. Good night. (laughs) You're going to pay for it, Patty C. Good night. I know I got to introduce you still. I'm sorry when I do that. I'm sorry, but this is the Arizona State Sun Devils, eight-time national champion, in my opinion. <laughs> the Colby Dant metric. Well, they have seven undefeated seasons where they never lost a game, and they have another one where they had the same record as the national championship, eleven and one. So Florida won the national championship in '96. Yeah. At eleven and one, BYU was eleven and one. Arizona State was also eleven and one. You. None of them played each other. You figured out, Patty yeah, what C. was that? Uh, Arizona State pl- at number four played number two, Ohio State, yeah. and then Florida at number three played number one, Florida State. Hi, would have been nice to have the BCS <laughs> cha- or the college football playoff that year. Uh, and BYU, also eleven and one. Just hey, no. Let's just pick one. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and say eight-time national champion. That's the Sun Devils. Let's go, because college football throughout its history has all these made-up national championships. Uh, look, I am joined by my co-host. Give it up for former, former JMU Duke defensive back, the burrito-eating, sideline kiss-stealing, wheeling and dealing, Patty C in the place to be. Hi. Oh yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Let's talk about this. Uh, it's a new era, the dawn of a new beginning in Tempe, Arizona, and I'm excited for it. Uh, I think a lot of people say Patty C, and I think y- you and I would be one of them. You want to talk about sleeping giants in college football? Yeah, Arizona State's been sitting there for like 20 years. The the amount of talent and and a perfect example was. Uh, was what happened last year, you know, like uh, before the season. Yeah. Um, so you had 
obviously Herm Edwards in this disaster situation. Yeah. Where where some people will question, well, you haven't coached in a long time. You haven't been on the field. Turn the TV on Wednesday. I'll be back in studio in Bristol. Code Rubino Devil's this Digest. This is what I was looking uh, for. Devil's Digest, huh? Yes, sir. Where are you located, my man? <laughs> right here in Tempe. Okay, Devil's <laughs> Digest. Okay. Uh, I'm, a, I'm, I'm Catholic now. I'm a Christian. Watch out them devils. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, look, I mean, uh, Kenny Dillingham comes in as the new head coach this year. Familiar with the uh, team's mascot. Uh, very familiar because he went to college at Arizona State, so he's going to know the mascot. That might be an a, step in, yeah, the right a step in the right direction. I'll say this, though, buddy. Is it? I don't find what Herm Edwards did that ridiculous. I know. Oh, you broke the NCAA rules. Uh, so does yeah. every national champion. I mean, do we have? I mean, first off, Tennessee was paying players. They were also doing the recruits. That came out with Jeremy Pruitt. Yeah. I believe that every good football school in the nation, like that, really is like throwing millions and millions of dollars into their program. Is doing this. Was was doing that. Now. Uh, and I also went to the state of Arizona during COVID and the whole state, I'm pretty sure COVID never went to Arizona because you, you could go to bars. Like I mean, I was, I was uh, in, I remember I was in Sedona. I went hiking and stuff, but I didn't know coming out of LA that, you know, I'm wearing a mask and they're making fun of me as I, as I go into, <laughs> to a bar there. Yeah. Right. And I go, Oh shit. I didn't know you guys. I, I have no problem now. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. All right. But it, it varied uh, from place to place Yeah, from state to state. So Herm Edwards saying, Hey, we can bring recruits in here. Look, this is a normal day in Arizona here. No one gives a shit. Right? <laughs> well, you, you think about uh, the Ohio state uh, Michigan's complaining about them. They got it on uh, social media, them practicing when they're not supposed to be. Oh yeah. No, Michigan's another one that uh, they got hit with some sanctions with recruiting during this. Look, everyone I, was doing it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Anyone with real money behind it. Okay. Maybe, maybe uh Northern Arizona wasn't doing it. Maybe, uh, right. you know, but so I don't find it that ridiculous. What I do find ridiculous though, is that they hit them with these pen or, you know, the sanctions are pending and everyone transferred out because they knew and they fired Antonio Pierce and Herm that, you know, I don't even understand why they kept Herm if they were going to, there was talk that they were giving away their playbooks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> They should have just if they if they wanted a new look, they should have just got rid of him a year ago. Right. You didn't have to sabotage the program for another year. But you can tell when you I have the power to fire him. <laughs> but back to our sleeping giant thing though, buddy. You can tell if you looked around at the you know, all those players that that mass exodus a year ago. Now they had yeah. another mass exodus this year when Herm is officially gone, but a year ago, Jaden Daniels goes to the SEC championship, beats at, beats Bryce Young in a big time spotlight game where he played fantastic. Yeah. Um, you go one by one, I think, and look at uh, what LV Bunkley Shelton uh, went to Oklahoma was a wideout. Spencer uh, offensive tackle Spencer uh, Lovell started at Cal. Ricky Pearsall ha- ha- was starting at Florida. Eric Gentry, uh, linebacker for for USC, you know the tall drink of water. That guy was. Well, probably their best defensive player a year ago. Um, you went. Yeah, who's the guy that went to Florida State? Uh, oh yeah, so I'm saying that dude. They had it's another wide receiver. They had Lanyata Alexander go to go to Washington as a wideout. Um, who am I? Johnny Wilson is who you were thinking of. Yeah, he's like that's super what I'm saying. Talented. So you saw throughout the 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 landscape how like man, it made me wonder like what would this team have been like had they been able to have everybody? Yeah, and and I know Herm Edwards, you know. 
very conservative coach, but either way he's gone. And Kenny Dillingham comes in who resurrected Bo Nix's career. Yeah. You know, uh, Kenny Dillingham was the OC of Auburn goes to Oregon where he, you know, uh, was the OC. They resurrected Bo Nix's career. Can he do it again? Now he's he really Arizona's did. son. He's Arizona's son, yeah. Arizona state's son. I'm sorry. Not yeah. Arizona's right. And I, you know, this is a guy that was a high school coach there. He's plugged in. He wants to change. He comes in with a ton of energy. This is his dream job. I don't think he'll be leaving for another job. Yeah. What do you think of this? I mean, I think it has potential to be a good hire. I mean, certainly when when you have a guy that is a you kind of guy, a your a your team guy, and he's got the credentials, you know, then you take him. I and it's, he's young. He's he's energetic. He's the opposite of what Herm Edwards was bringing to the cable. Herm Edwards was a, a season hand. Well, we were baffled by the hire originally. Yeah, with Herm Edwards, I don't think it was necessarily a terrible hire. I don't think it was either. I think yeah. I think most people define it as a terrible hire, and I think that's unjust. Yeah, it was just a bit perplexing at the time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But th- but would you say this is a sleeping giant? No, oh, absolutely. I mean, when you look at their record, though, it doesn't suggest that. Uh, and the history of their program, uh, I want to say. But I, I've been the Tempe. Yeah, I mean, there's tons of talent. If I'm uh, just two years ago, their uh, national composite talent uh, position was number 26. So I don't know if that qualifies as a a, a giant, but top 25, no. top 30 program. But NIL, you have this. You're right there in Phoenix. Yeah, they have area, more potential you know? than that. Yeah. Oh, dude, I actually think like they could become. They could be a top 15 recruiting team if they figured it out. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I also think when you show recruits that campus. Yeah. You can show people, you know, Alabama all you want or show uh you know, Michigan all you want. Yeah. Tempe is Tempe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, that that's what do we call it? The Playboy Mansion? Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, all right, we're going to dive more into it folks. But before we do that, I want to tell you that the Arizona state sun devil season preview is brought to you by edge boost edge boost is the world's finest bet. Now pay later visa card uh, edge currently offers up to $2,500 in betting advances, which can be an extremely valuable tool. Imagine what you can do with an increased bankroll. Uh, maybe get down on some of your favorite futures. Maybe you want to bet the over or the under on the Arizona state sun devils. All right. You know, and you can get do all that without tying up your bankroll for months. You could double down on a favorite bet you like, or you know, even use uh, something to create a middle or a hedge. You know, uh, we don't advise it, but maybe <laughs> you know, maybe some people like doing that. Uh, edge boost uh, isn't some sleazy loan shark either. You don't got to worry about your kneecaps getting busted because they charge zero percent interest. Yes, you heard that correctly. I don't know that I've ever heard of a place where you can. Uh, you know, bet all your on all your bets and and basically get a loan, and they don't charge you any interest. What a fantastic thing we free, got going free money here! Kind yeah, of dealio. yeah. Edge boost can also be a part of a, a responsible gambling plan, as uh, you can set up daily, weekly, monthly limits across all of your betting accounts in one place. Support SGPN and grow your bankroll by going to a sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Edge, you must be 21 years or older to use. Problem with gambling? Call 1 800 Gambler. All right, we are back on the Arizona State Sun Devils 2023 season preview. I mean, okay. Uh, Patty, see, we know. Yeah, I feel like Dion is getting the brunt of this. 
of this new era of college football in terms of taking heat for uh, over utilizing the transfer portal. If, yeah, even though they had thing, even though they had 26 players leave the program a year ago when uh, Carl Durrell was there. Um <laughs> so uh w- teams that are not being talked about are like Kent State and say Arizona State. Yeah. Because this is uh you uh, b- b- buckle up. I'll just say this, buckle up. Departing. Quarterback Emory Jones, Cincinnati, offensive tackle Ralph Frias. Uh, Utah State offensive lineman Danny Valenzuela, Texas State defensive lineman Jalil Rivera, Harvey Marshall defensive lineman Robbie Harrison, Indiana quarterback Bennett Bennett Meredith Purdue kicker Carter Brown Cincinnati linebacker Connor Soul Oregon safety DJ Taylor Cincinnati offensive lineman Armand Bethay uh, Bowling Green wide receiver Cam Johnson Northwestern offensive tackle Ben Scott Nebraska kicker e- Edward. Uh, Zeppelicki, USC kicker Jace Feely, son of Jay Feely, Colorado. Long snapper John Farrellman, Ohio State. Running back Daniel Nagata, Washington. Defensive lineman Omar Norman Lott, Tennessee. Offensive lineman Ladarius Henderson, Michigan. That was a huge get for Michigan. Uh, long snapper Gage King, UCF. Quarterback Paul Tyson, Clemson. Incoming. Oh, it, this gets That's worse. a lot to lose. This gets worse, though, because incoming, they have more coming in. Wide receiver Melquan Stovall, Colorado State and Nevada. Look, I'm excited about that get because I think he could be something. Same with this one here, Xavier Gilroy out of uh, Idaho State in the FCS. Kicker Dario Longetto out of Cal. Log snapper Slater Zellers out of Cal. Offensive tackle Ben Coleman out of Cal. Defensive lineman Samuel Benjamin out of Idaho State. Punter Josh Carlson from New Mexico State. Linebacker Tavion Brown from Washington State. That's a huge get for them. Running back to Carlos Brooks from Cal, starting running back from Cal. That's a great look for them. Uh, or it's a great gift for them, I should say. Defensive lineman Deshaun Mallory from Michigan State. Quarterback Drew Pine from Notre Dame. Offensive tackle Bram Walden from Oregon. That's a big get. Pine, obviously, you know. Yeah, Pine could be a difference maker. Uh, quarterback Jacob Conover from BYU. Cornerback Shamari Simmons from Austin P. I kind of like that get as well. Defensive lineman Tristan Monday from Wisconsin. Offensive tackle Aaron Frost from Nevada. That was a big get as he was one of the best offensive linemen in the Mountain West. Safety Xavier uh, Alford from USC. Defensive end Prince Dorba from Texas, the Longhorns. Wide receiver Troy Amir, another uh, Texas Longhorn wide receiver. Linebacker Tate Romney from BYU. We got a Romney in, in, in Tempe. Uh, that just, Fish that out just of water seems right weird. There. Yeah. Uh, linebacker Crew Jackson from Kansas State. This is a guy who started some games there. That's a great get for them. Defensive end Clayton Smith from Oklahoma. Offensive lineman Alefe Fanatu from uh, UNLV. Wide receiver Jake Smith from USC. Running back Cameron Scadaboo uh, from Sacramento State. If you watch FCS football, Sacramento State had an undefeated regular season. This guy's a baller. Uh, 1,372 rushing yards, seven yards per rush. Yeah. Nine yards per rush the year before that (laughs) getting it done. Then defensive lineman, Ian Shul from uh, New Mexico, offensive lineman, Sione Finahu from uh, Purdue, Uh, offensive lineman, Cade Briggs from Texas tech wide receiver, Jordan Tyson from Colorado. (sighs) (laughs) A lot of, a lot of in and a lot of out, but just the way we like the four of the four or five freeway right here. This is just. Now they also got Jaden Rashada. Remember that story out of Pittsburgh, California. Jaden Rashada, big time high school recruit. Five, I think five star. If memory serves, if not, then a high four star. Um, he originally was going to go to the Miami Hurricanes. Then Florida came in, 
and stole him with NIL money, 13 million. They promised him, which he never saw. He was then released. He was the first player, like on the national landscape to be released of his uh, oh, national right. letter of intent. His dad played at uh, Arizona state. So he ends up with Kenny Dillingham in Arizona state. Nice pickup. Um, <laughs> it is a nice pickup, but I'm just saying like all these players, it makes it incredibly hard for me to get a gauge on this team. Now I know we can rattle off the stats from a year ago. I don't know how relevant it is. I feel like we should just do it. 78th in scoring offense, 89th in rushing offense, 46 in passing offense, 66 in total offense. The only problem is they're only bringing back three offensive players. I mean, both leading receivers though. Yeah. Yeah. Elijah Badger, 866 yards, seven touchdowns and Giovanni Sanders back also an offensive lineman and Isaiah glass. I still, it's going to be interesting. They, they bring in Bo Baldwin to run the offense. Um, he, I remember him as head coach of, of, of Eastern Washington. He was also most recently at Cal poly struggled at Cal poly, but I do think they're going to be a kind of a pass happy offense. Yeah. Um, it's, it's hard to get a gauge on this. I mean, I, I think drew Pine's going to start. They still got Trenton Borgat Borget that uh, played, played pretty well last year. And then you have, my thing is like, I think he knows this is kind of a throwaway year. Yeah. Like I'm not, I, I look, that doesn't mean they can't get to a bowl. So the question is, is at, would they turn to Rashada at some point this year? Um, Potentially. I mean, I think pine um, is probably, uh, you know, serviceable. I pine think. and Borgat, but Borgat played pretty solid last year. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, you're talking about Rashada probably being third or fourth on the depth chart, but you just wonder like, it, since he's got the keys to this program, yeah. Do you just go all in and, and play him as a freshman? Is, is he a true freshman? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't. I feel like a lot of guys at that level don't want to wait. You know, four years. So you might as well get the reps in. But now. if you're gonna lose anyway, you might as well lose with him. I mean, I can yeah. see a case with that. I mean, uh, it's gonna be very fascinating. Maybe, maybe you have Pine take snaps at the beginning, see how he plays. And then, uh, you know, if he struggles at all, be ready. Yeah. Well, on the defensive side of the ball, they bring in Brian Ward. Uh, it was the defensive coordinator for Washington state a season to go under Jake Dickert. I like that get, um, but they only bring three, uh, uh, five starters back on defense, not three, three was on offense. Uh, just one starter on the defensive line and Anthony Cooper's back zero linebackers are back. But as I alluded to, they went out and they brought in uh a big time, uh, well, a couple of big time transfers, but the one that that really caught my eye was Travian Brown out of Washington State, who's familiar with this defense. Yeah. Ran it with, uh, you know, ran, ran it in Pullman with uh, with Ward, and uh, so zero linebackers back. So that was actually a substantial get. Four or five in the secondary back, but the question is, brand new program. Are we going to see? And there's still time for them to transfer out. You never know. But yeah. Ed Woods, Jordan Clark, Chris Edmonds, Roe Torrance, all back. You are breaking in a new kicker and punter. Patty C, this gets harder and harder to do every year. You know, we've been doing this show for years, uh, what I feel like five years now. Yeah. And you could uh, lean on the recruiting rankings. You could see player development within the system before. Now it's like guessing how well these. <laughs> This is pieces like, are going to gel you, together. You honestly have like a seven, like probably sixty players that, uh, difference here. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's very, very difficult to project. But I think one thing that you can kind of rely on is the teams that uh, are really, really good 
don't need the transfer portal as much. You know, they'll get a couple guys out of there that'll contribute, like Georgia, Alabama. And they got they got ninety percent of their team figured out. Let's bring in one or two guys. If you're full scale overhauling your team, that makes it a lot harder to project. And not only overhauling in the portal, coaching. Yeah, brand new OC, brand new DC. Brand, so, you know, I think long it term harder. it does make it harder. Yeah, long term, I I think having a dude that I I read that that this is the first Arizona State uh, graduate and the first uh, Arizona native that has ever had the uh, head coaching position at Arizona State. So. Talk about finally having a dude that might be your guy. Obviously, oh, he's kind of unproven. I listened to his press conference. Yeah, it's like he doesn't want to be anywhere else but Tempe. Yeah, and I, I'm on board with that. I hope it works out. Yeah, like I mean, I said I think it's a sleeping giant. And now yeah, the that, who's, who's going to take him from Tempe if he has it going? Right, if he's if he's got them to nine, ten wins, or I don't think he wants to leave, and I don't think USC I, could probably take him. I don't, uh, not if he doesn't want to. Yeah. To me, there's certain coaches. That when they find their home, it's like, why did Bill Snyder stay at K State? Everyone, why is Pat Fitzgerald still at Northwestern? Yeah, everyone, yeah. you know, comes calling, and sometimes they don't, they don't want to go they anywhere. Don't leave. Yeah. yeah. So if he has that, uh, that's why it's such a compelling hire to me. And he's so young too, thirty-three. Now, do, you, do you think like there's talk that they could end up in the Big Twelve? There's talk that it might be the Pac-10. I see. I'm one of these ones where, like, as much as I think it'd be interesting if they joined the Big 12, that conference is is really compelling to me. Yeah. I think. Look, USC and UCLA are leaving after this year, and who is going to be the top dog? You, yeah, sure, you have Oregon's money, uh, but I think you got Dion at Colorado. You got Washington, Caleb DeBauer. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Whittingham does a great job in Salt Lake City, and then I think this. I I think though. Ten teams, Arizona State, they get an auto bid. The Pac-12 is getting an auto bid, which I, 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 I wondered if that made sense for USC and, U, and UCLA to leave. I know that they're getting a, substa- a substantial amount of money to leave, but long term, yeah. if if let's say Dillingham kills it at Arizona State, and they're making the uh, the playoffs every year, I think they might have a better shot of going into LA if USC is going eight and four every year and missing out on the playoffs. Absolutely. And stealing those guys. Yeah, I mean USC and UCLA chase the money, you know, and it, it could be to their detriment. It hasn't always worked out for teams that have switched conferences. Look at Arkansas. Yeah, exactly. They, they haven't were, won an SEC championship. They've been in the SEC for what thirty years now. Right. Nebraska was still doing pretty well in the Big Twelve. Went to the Big Ten. Hasn't been able to get it, you know, ha- get to that level. Even, one of the only teams that hasn't appeared in the championship game from the right. Big Ten West. That's right? the other thing too. Is like Arizona State has an established recruiting base in Southern California because they've been recruiting for the Pac-12. Well, and their Arizona as a state is getting a lot of California transplants. They're getting a lot better in high school football because how expensive it is to live in California. Yeah. You add that on top of it, you might just have a perfect storm here. Um, I, I, but do you think you? You think at the end of the day they're going to be in the Pac-10, or do you think like so five years from now? It's I have no idea. Yeah, I have no idea. I think they're they're a great fit for both conferences. Um, I think you may be right though. They the path is easy. I think either way though, I think they'd probably be among the you know highest potential teams with USC out of the equation. I think with USC out of the equation, you're right. They could stand to be that team in the in the southern portion of the of the Pac-12 that gathers now, all those LA recruits. There's also speculation that you know we're recording this on what J- June 10th, but I'm saying uh, there's talk that San Diego State's going to be in the Pac-12 as soon as at the end of this month, perhaps. But yeah. let alone next year or wherever. Yeah. If that happens, 
then they, they, they'll have there'll be another school in Southern California. But I like you. You mentioned this pre-episode, right? Yeah. Potential for a great rivalry there. Arizona yeah. State, uh, uh, San Diego State, two gigantic. I want to say fifty thousand plus uh, student. They um, played recently in a couple a couple really good games there. Yeah. Fantastic uniforms, fantastic s- s- Southern Style, vibes. Yeah, yeah, Southwest. And a bunch yeah. of hot ass chicks on both campuses. Um, <laughs> look. Just go to that game. Go to the parking lot. That's the Western version of the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. All right, let's dive into it because look, I mean, like I said, I feel like we do more prep uh, or more breakdown, not prep on, on the roster. It's hard to project who is going to be starting. Like I said, I think Cooper will be starting on the D line. Um, I don't know. I, I like the secondary bringing back four or five. It's a brand new DC though. So I think it could be completely different, especially knowing f- like there's a thousand new players. Um, I, 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 here's one thing I'll bank on too. I will bank on the fact that Travion Brown will be starting in the linebacking core. Yeah. I, I also think Shamari Simmons has a shot to start the corner from Austin P Austin P had a sneaky good defense last year. And then uh, Dorba, the Prince Dorba, the defensive end from Texas, he was a big time recruit there. I I could see him starting there. I know we normally go deeper into this, but th- this is going to be like our Colorado preview, where you're just like, we'll see who starts. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you can't take too much from the spring game because they don't. They probably want to keep it basic so you don't get stolen. That's the new thing with the portal being crazy. The spring game's been devalued. They don't release a depth chart. They don't release. They, they don't even play a lot of their guys because oh, they're yeah. like, wait, they're dangling the carrot for yeah, everyone. Yeah, so it's it's gotten wild. Patty C, let's just jump into uh, you know what we think this Arizona State team can be. And if you're watching on YouTube, uh, you'll see. Shout out to Cam Kerr who did the sweet graphic. I know that that photo I, it looks like is Jaden Daniels, but it's an Arizona State guy. Uh, and we needed a, a, a photo that would fit that, but it looks good. It looks good. I know <laughs> he looked I, good in the uniform. Well, it's, it's it's hard to find a guy that was on the fucking roster a year ago. Uh, <laughs> but the win total is set at five. Patty, see, we're going to talk more about that in a second. But I want to tell you that the Arizona State Sun Devils 2023 season preview is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Yes, Best Ball Mania is here, and Underdog Fantasy is giving away fifteen million dollars in prizes. Patty, mm-hmm. see. Plus there's plenty of ways to get down. I love their player prop parlays, especially when college football gets rolling. I play, I do this shit all the time, but right now, obviously we're in summer NBA, MLB, NHL, check out those player prop parlays, head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use that promo code SGPN for hundred percent deposit bonus up to a hundred dollars. That's underdogfantasy.com. promo code S G P N. All right. We are back on the college football experience and Patty C. Uh, well, first off, folks, um, you know we do this every year. We break down every single team. So this is one of 133 uh, episodes that we're doing on for one for each team. Woo. And look, maybe your Arizona fans listening to Arizona State podcast want to know about the enemy. Go check out the Arizona preview too. There you go. Um, but uh, Patty C. The win total at five. Are you surprised? First reaction when you when you're like, come on, this is Arizona State. They they keep talent on that roster. Uh, I would be, but listen, they haven't exceeded eight wins since uh, 2014. They've been like a five, six, seven win team for the most part, a couple eight win years in there, but three and nine last year. Yeah. I mean, that's a two game improvement fired fired. Yeah. 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 Fired three games into it. I get your point. 
Um, all right, let's get into it. Thursday, August 31st, Southern Utah, the Thunderbirds over there in St. George, Utah. This is, this is like not far from Arizona. So yeah. I like this matchup happening. Nice. There you go. I think they should pivot between Northern Arizona and Southern Utah. And obviously grand Canyon should start their fucking football program, yeah. but those two. Yeah. Nice little yeah. regional FCS yeah, matchup. I like it. Um, get some hype fans in the stands for those. I think Dillingham makes a statement wins, wins game one. He's one and oh, well, he better. That would be a bad look to lose an FCS game on your first start. He gets it done here. Drew pine looks really good. And then the very next, next week, the mullet, I'm a man. I'm 40. <laughs> Mike Gundy comes into town and this is where I think they lose their first game. But it's, it, I actually think cause Oklahoma state had a lot of turnover too. I think if you're gonna have a great year or like a, a really surprise year, this game becomes one that they need to take, right? Yeah, I mean this having home uh, field advantage in this game is huge. All time series is two to two. Uh, first started in 1984, so you know we're gonna see what what was the score to that game last year? 17 to 34 on the road. They took an L, so I think it's probably more of the same this year. Yeah, even at home. I think I lean Oklahoma State. Do we right know what now. time the kickoff for that game is? I don't think so. But uh one or ten thirty PM Eastern time. So seven thirty Western. Prime time. You know, the Tempe at night ain't so easy to play in. Maybe they no, get up it's for a this. Sneaky place. That that's what I'm saying. Like everything's perfect about it. that stadium's awesome. I've been to that stadium. Yeah. Uh, they used to host the Super Bowl there. In fact, their yeah. first three games all at home, all in prime time. And maybe the fourth one when USC comes to town. Well, so I got him at one and one. It's just year one, yeah. so I I think it's asking a lot. Well, then then Jeff Tedford and Fresno State come into town. That's an L two. I think it's an L two. They beat him in 2018. I think or Fresno beat him in 2018. I think Fresno's just way ahead of them right now. Yeah. So I got him at one and two. Which you know, let's get to the next game. The USC Trojans. Uh, come into town and Lincoln Riley, Kayla Williams. I got about one and three, Patty C. I do too. <laughs> Although three straight games in Sun Devil Stadium. Yeah, well, that's the thing about the schedule. Only four away games, which is almost hard to do in the Pac-12. I feel like. Yeah. That you look at it and say, okay, but I just think with that much roster turnover. In the Pac-12, you're right because they play nine conference games. That means it has to be, you know, the year that you're playing. Uh, Five home games and well, four not, road games. Not only games. that, the Pac-12 is also notorious for playing like Hawaii at Hawaii, yeah, going on the yeah, road, and uh, so, taking a page uh, from the SEC playbook. Here. Well, I, well, that's the, the the good thing I would say about coming in year one is that y- y- I do see a path they could get the six wins. But right now, I got them at one and three. Yeah. Then they head to Cal Memorial Stadium in Berkeley, California. Patty, see, I got them at one and four. I do too. But it's getting to the point where they're gonna pop a win off. Well, this. could it be right here? Because uh, Saturday, October seventh, the Colorado Buffaloes come into Sun Devil Stadium. Yeah, probably because Colorado is coming off a road trip to Oregon and then hosting USC, and then they have to go this to could Arizona be the State. One. This could be the one. They'll be at two and four by this point. Okay, I'll even join you there. Yep. Okay, they get a bye week on Saturday, October fourteenth. Then they head to Seattle to take on the Washington Huskies. They they upset Washington in the desert last year. 
this ain't happening though. Yeah, Washington though, coming off a rivalry game against Oregon, that could be let down city. Um, but still it's on the road. They're not getting that done even off the bye. So uh, that's two and five, right? Yeah. Then they're home to Washington state Just the schedule. man. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, I think they lose this cam ward is back. Now, uh, you know, Washington wazoo won the last time they went to Tempe. Um, I think Washington state's ahead of them right now. Uh, I do too, but I think that I'm going to give them another win here at home. I know that, you know, they obviously Washington state got the win in Tempe the last time they played there, but generally speaking, that was when that was when they had Jaden Daniels and everything. (laughs) Well, we're going to see, I mean, like, like we said, Brian Ward almost had a uh, butt kiss award winner last year at Washington state. He's got his linebacker coming. Hopefully that guy fills in that role and is a stud quarterback in that defense. And he did a great job. Yeah, yeah. Let me ask you this before we go much further. Uh, Dillingham, how much do you think he runs that offense versus Baldwin? Are they both influencing it heavily? Probably. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Okay. So I, I got him losing it. You got him winning it. I got him at two and six. You got, got him, him at, at three, three and five. Three and five. Then they head to Salt Lake City. Rice Eccles to take on Kyle Whittingham in Utah. They get smacked. I agree. I got him at three and seven. Uh, you got. I'm they sorry. I got game. him at two and seven. Two, two and what? What am I doing here? What am I fucking up? you uh, you got him at two and six, I believe, or maybe you only. Have, oh yeah, no, no you, two and eight. Two and eight, right? Well, there's three games left. So you have him at two and two and, two seven. and seven. Two and yeah, seven. Yeah. So you got him at three and six. Yeah. Then they head to the Rose Bowl to take on UCLA. It's a loss. I agree. <laughs> then they're home to the Oregon Ducks. It's a loss. I agree. And then you have the dust bowl, AKA the territorial cup Saturday, November 25th, Arizona, Arizona state, sun devil stadium, Tempe, Arizona. This is where Kenny Dillingham pulls off the upset (laughs) and gets the sun devil fans excited. I got that as their third win of the season. I mean, if I had to guess Arizona is probably going to win that game. If I, they're going to be favored, I would assume Arizona is going to be favored in a bubble, but having that one in Tempe is nice. But, um, I mean five. I see a lot. A lot. We two Dude, and ten is not is out of the question. There's potential for one and eleven. Yeah, there is potential for that. I mean, you lose if 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 you. What is? Let me ask you this. What is their most winnable game in the FBS? Obviously, Southern Utah in the FCS. Yeah, it's either Colorado. Southern Utah five and six, so that should be a W last year at the FCS. Yeah, so. it's either Colorado or Arizona, right? Um, going to Cal maybe. But that's you know a road trip, but they they might be able to get that done just on talent, you know. But uh, Wilcox is a good coach, you know. So I just think I like what Cal's got going this year. Um, but yeah, I would agree with you. Other than that, maybe hosting Washington State, could, yeah, could, could be winnable. So well, that, that's how you could build. You want to build a path to six games in a bowl game in Dillingham's first year. It's Southern Utah. It's Fresno. It's Cal. It's Colorado. That's four. Wazoo five. Arizona six. But and maybe even UCLA on the road, if the, if they don't pack out the uh, Rose Bowl. True, but I I, I actually kind of like the under pretty pretty yeah. solid. Yeah, here. a hammer. Yeah, and, and this might be like a top play right off yeah. the bat. Yeah, it's tough to say, you know, but you could feel how confident you are looking at a team and their schedule, and it seems like five, which is so sad for Arizona State. They should be well, expecting the, to win with, nine. With that many transfers coming in, just be patient. Yeah. I think Dillingham could be the right guy for the job. You just got, this is, 
This is uh, this just be patient. A Clark I mean, Lee situation out in Vanderbilt. He you got to give the guy like several yeah. years to build well, it. Well, Dillingham, he was even quoted. He said, "Anyone that thinks this is going to be an overnight uh, thing is very short-sighted." If he's saying that, yeah. Well, what co- what coach wouldn't you know <laughs> buy himself time by uh, you know making that statement? But he's probably right. Yeah. You know, any any program, you see someone like primetime. He's doing that in Colorado, but do you really think? He's necessarily building for the future, or is he trying to win right now? He's trying to win right now. That doesn't necessarily mean that. I, I I personally think there's a lot of value to that approach because you you breed competition by trying to win right now. And you say, look, yeah, I have a five star quarterback sitting at the end of my bench right now. I could start him right now and uh and and build for the future. But if he's really five stars, let's make him compete. You know, let's talk about that. Let's say they. Let's say. They beat Southern Utah, and they drop at the, the the next games: Oklahoma State, Fresno State, USC, Cal. Let's say Dion and Colorado pull the upset. They have that bye week on the fourteenth. They're sitting there at one and five. Halfway Do they go Rashada? How many years does Pine have left? And will it really even matter if they're one and has, five? I think he has two. Two years left. Oh, no, he has three. <laughs> I mean, shoot! You're kind of yeah, building for the yeah, future with yeah, Pine. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to watch, folks. Uh, look, before we get out of here, though, we got uh, Michael Barker, aka College Football Campus Tour. I did a little interview with him, uh, so you know uh, we're going to have him come on and talk about Arizona State and uh, Sun Devil Stadium. So, with uh, no further ado, here we go. In his rental car, but Michael, I appreciate you joining us to talk about Sun Devil Stadium and uh, and 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 look, this used to be what the home of of a lot of a lot of uh, what not only Arizona State football, but uh, when the when the Cardinals first went from St. Louis to Tempe, this was their stadium, correct? Yeah, they were the Phoenix Cardinals back in 1988. So uh, the Sun Devil Stadium has hosted a lot of football, different tenants. Obviously, the home of Arizona State since 1958. Uh, the Fiesta Bowl was played there from 1971 to 2006 before they built that toaster over in Glendale. Um, there's also, you know, the Cardinals played there until 2005. They moved along with them, hosted Super Bowl 30. That's hosted four national championships. So uh, there's a lot of history at Sun Devil Stadium. Yeah, and they, and they even have a statue, correct? They have they have the legendary uh, Pat Tillman, right? They do. So in in the uh, one of the end zones overlooking the field. Uh, Pat Tillman, obviously alum of Arizona state killed in battle um, in uh, what, like 15, 20 years ago. So they yeah. honor him with the statue looking out there, went to a spring game uh, under Herm Edwards a couple years ago uh, during the game. They let you walk over, take photos, uh, do, you know, show you pay your respects. So very cool way to honor uh, an American hero. Yeah, definitely. So look, if you're in the Arizona area, I don't care. Like you said, the toaster oven stadium that the Cardinals playing now, that is garbage in my, in my mind. Look, no disrespect. Uh, I, I just feel like if you're in Arizona, get yourself out to sun devil stadium or, or, you know, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to promote the Arizona wildcat stadium on an Arizona state podcast. So get yourself out the sun devil stadium. Kenny Dillingham and this team uh, should be an exciting team for years to come And sun devil stadium. I've been to this stadium. I had a great time at the stadium. I even enjoyed that little hike. That's right, right behind the stadium where there's a big ASU. I feel like in, in the desert, uh, you know, rocks there. Um, but I, I love this stadium and uh, you know, I, I feel like I, I don't think I knew when I went that they hosted the Super Bowl there. 
I knew so, I knew they had the Fiesta Bowl, but I didn't know Super Bowl Thirty. You said Super Bowl Thirty is the uh, Larry Brown game where he picked off Neil O'Donnell like twenty times. Um, but yeah, what's really interesting is the uh, Arizona State or uh, Sun Devil Stadium. It used to have seventy four thousand seats, and that was to get Super Bowls and host an NFL team. But when they left, they reduced capacity all the way down to fifty six thousand. Added more suites. Uh, really not simplified, but made it more appropriate for a college team. Uh, it has a beautiful uh, video board out there. Uh, the road bleachers, as you mentioned, there's, there's desert hills. It's carved out of the side of the mountain. Uh, it's situated between the Tempe, Tempe Buttes. It's just a very serene, cool location. And uh, they always play night games too. So if you want to stay out of the, the heat, even in September, a lot of times they kick off at 830. So you'll feel good when you go into the stadium and not come out sunburn and, and red. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on, you gotta, you gotta go check that out. I, I remember the the days when they were upsetting Nebraska as the top team in the nation back in the nineties, Sun Devil stadium. Uh, I looked, I look forward to getting there again since 1958. It's been going and for many more years, hopefully uh, Michael, I appreciate you joining me on the, on this one, talking about Sun Devil stadium folks. You have to give this guy a follow on Twitter uh, at CFB campus tour. Like I mentioned, and you can watch it. You can watch this interview on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience, but uh, I appreciate you, Michael. And I look for maybe one of these times I'll catch you at Sun Devil stadium. I'm trying to get out there. I do have a goal, which is a night or a day game in one time zone, fly to a Western time zone. And you got to have a stadium right near the airport. Tempe's only about 20 miles away. So that might work. There you go, folks. That's what I mean. He's already plotting things out. All right. At CFB campus tour, Michael Barker, you gotta give him a follow. Thank you so much, Michael and go sun devils. Go sun devils. Thank you, Colby. There we go right there. Sorry. We had a little bit of technical difficulty towards the beginning of that interview, but things happen. You look, uh, Oh yeah. Don't bring up super bowl 30, a Steelers fan here, <laughs> a little, a little, a little in pain right now after yeah. listening to Larry that interview, Brown, yeah. TCU horn frog, probably my, the yeah. last time I cried actually watching a sporting event, uh, you know, 12 years old, Larry Brown ripped my heart out. So mm, mm, pretty mm. tough, pretty tough to remember, but Arizona state Sunday was saving otherwise amazing. Yeah. Why did they ever take the Fiesta Bowl out of there? So cool. Yeah, moving it to that shitty stadium. Yeah, took so much away from the Fiesta Bowl. Yeah. Oh man, they, they, like they they need a college football really needs to figure this out. The Sun Bowl. Yeah. Sun Devil Stadium. It's like the old uh, Caesar's Palace boxing matches in the desert at night outdoors. You yeah. know, with like a yeah. championship. It's like there's something. Mis- there's a mystique, a mysterious element to the n- desert at night. We don't want college football like the NFL. Yeah. All right. There's been like this push towards it. It's like, no, stop, stop. Because like, I don't want to see games at the Mercedes Benz stadium. All right. I, yeah. I, in Atlanta yeah. or, or the toaster oven as, as Michael Barker referred to, we want it in Tempe sun devil stadium, the sun bowl in El Paso, so all these great college yeah. football stadiums. They already remember they fucked up the orange bowl too. Yeah. No one wants to go to hard rock stadium and catch a game. I don't even want to watch a game on TV at hard rock yeah. stadium. Um, so Please listen to us out there, folks. Uh, guys, subscribe. Girls, subscribe to the College Football Experience because we're breaking down all 133 teams. Shout out to Michael Barker as well. Give him a follow. And uh, yeah, look, subscribe on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. Subscribe uh, on 
wherever you listen to podcasts at iTunes, Spotify, because we're going through all 133 teams. All right, and some FCS stuff too. We got FCS covered. If you're a Northern Arizona fan, if you're a Lumberjack fan as well, we got you covered. And obviously, we also host the college basketball experience. Bobby Hurley, Arizona State made the tournament again. Let's go. Uh, so we talk college basketball year round over there. We talk college football year round over here. We also host the college baseball experience. So subscribe, check out the SGPN app. It's free to download in the app store and Google play store. We get access to all of our content. Um, and all right. All right. Until, until the next preview here, ain't no sun devil. Ain't no sun devil. That's what, uh, what I'm Catholic here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but look, folks, well, uh, I'm excited for Kenny Dillingham's era. All right. I, even though we took the under, I think good things are coming. Be patient. I'm excited to see what he can do in year one. All right. This is the college football experience, Arizona Sun Devil style. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here. Run and shoot.